This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Thursday afternoon, February 2nd. Happy Groundhog Day. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. The company OpenAI is releasing a $20 a month version of its chat GPT bot. We'll learn what it can do in our next segment. But right now, there's key data out today ahead of tomorrow's government, government jobs report for January. We're joined by Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst, Bankrate.com, based in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Greg, thanks for joining us today. If uh, I took somebody out of early 2022 or perhaps uh, late 2021, put them in a time machine and deposited them in uh, February of 2023 and then showed them all of the economic metrics that uh, we've been seeing so far, uh, you would think that uh, the U.S. managed to turn the corner quite nicely when it comes to inflation and slowing down the economy to wring the inflation out of it. If you were looking at the job market, yeah, it would certainly be a pleasant surprise. Uh, you know, more evidence of that today uh, with the initial jobless claims coming out. Uh, one of the lowest levels that we've, we've seen yet, uh, the lowest since last April. Um, same thing on the continuing uh, claims, those edging lower as well. And, you know, it's not a fluke. I mean, the, you look at the broader averages over the span of the last four weeks, they've moved lower as well. So it's just more evidence in addition to what we had seen earlier this week with the JOLTS report that the labor market remains very, very tight despite uh, evidence of economic slowdown, despite the high inflation that we've been dealing with, uh, labor markets hanging in there quite nicely. Economic reports, fourth quarter earnings indicate the economy is slowing down, but it may not tip into recession. Yeah, I think, you know, the hopes of that soft landing have certainly increased over the last month or so. Um, and, you know, and a lot of that starts with the labor market. But, you know, we've seen some progress on inflation, still a long way to go. Um, you know, but you're seeing it on multiple fronts. I mean, even the unit labor costs that came out today, um, you know, the recent pace, uh, you know, Q4 was, was down from the recent pace that we had seen. Uh, so you're seeing inflation at a slower rate. Uh, manufacturing, uh, you know, evidence of weakness there. I mean, that's not good news, but it certainly speaks to uh, those concerns about slower economic growth ahead. But uh, there, there's at least a pathway to that soft landing now that maybe we didn't see so clearly two, three months ago. And then yesterday, uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell's remarks during the news conference uh, after the announcement that uh, interest rates were uh, being hiked once again, this time by just a quarter of a percentage point. Uh, it seems to indicate a little bit of a softening of the language. Uh, there's still hawks, but maybe the hawks' uh, talons aren't nearly as sharp, and that uh, potentially the end of the hiking cycle is in sight. 
Yeah, we're definitely getting closer to it. Uh, you know, Fed spent last year playing catch-up because they got a late start. So we had those big, super-sized rate increases, three 75 basis point hikes in a row, followed by a 50. You know, now they can go at the more deliberate quarter-point pace, kind of see how the economic data unfolds. After all those act, those actions last year, act with a lag on the economy. So we're going to see the full effects of that in the months ahead. So, yeah, they, you know, he indicated there's probably a couple more to come, but he also said that the Fed's going to be very data dependent. And I think that's what the, the message markets liked was hearing the data dependency, that that might ultimately get the, the you know Fed to reverse course. Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up, a new version of an online chatbot that's aimed at the masses. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The artificial intelligence company OpenAI is offering a new subscription service for its chatbot. Let's learn more about it from Shelley Palmer, the professor of advanced media at the Newhouse School of Communications at Syracuse University on Twitter at Shelley Palmer, the website ShellyPalmer.com. Shelley, thanks for joining us today. And uh, just a couple of days ago, we talked about how uh, Chat GPT uh, is the latest weapon in the, uh, the the war that students are waging on academic honesty uh, inside colleges, high schools, and universities. But this is also a paying business, and uh, there is now a subscription service for Chat GPT that I would imagine a lot of businesses will sign up to utilize. I think so. They're only asking $20 a month, and what they're doing is they're offering general access to ChatGPT. Uh, even during peak times, you, you're not going to have to wait, which is nice. Uh, faster response times, this response times meaning that the, the actual model is going to respond more quickly, and of course, priority access to new features, whatever that means. But at the end of the day, anyone who's tried to get on ChatGPT knows that uh, there's, <laughs> you could have to wait in line during the day. So I think the $20 just moves to the front of the line, which is pretty great. And I think, yes, you're right. A lot of businesses are going to sign up uh, immediately because this is instantly obvious that you can enhance, it is instantly obvious that you can enhance productivity by 20, 30% using this tool uh, every day. Now, we did uh, have a, a real estate agent on a couple of days ago who does use ChatGPT as a part of his business. He uses the uh, program to write real estate listings and social media posts. And over time, the AI learns how to uh, optimize the verbiage so they show up on listing services and on search engines. Is that the most common business practice, is that a lot of the busy work of social media care and feeding will eventually be uh, moved over to chat GPT? I think that as an enhancer or as a starter, uh, most people would agree it is far easier to edit than to originate a writing. Someone says, write a recommendation letter. You might sit on the first sentence for a whole afternoon wondering what the best way to open it is or not quite know how to phrase it or know the format. You can grab a template off of Google for a lot of things, but if you say, hey, Chad GBT, you know, you're an executive who needs to recommend a, you know, a subordinate for another job in another company that does blank, 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 and this thing gives you, you know, a little three-paragraph letter to start with, it's so much easier to just quickly edit that. And as long as you have to keep in mind, Rob, this is the hard part. There's fluency and accuracy, and then there's high stakes and low stakes. So in a low stakes, like write me a poem, if it's not so accurate, you don't mind. If it's fluent and interesting, that'd be good. So, so you have to find the sweet spot in your job where it's a mixture of 
how quickly you need it and fluent and verbose it needs to be, how accurate it needs to be, and are you a good person to fact check it? Because remember, ChatGPT only goes to 2021 with its knowledge. That's how far it's read. And then is this high stakes, like, you know, making a business investment, or is it low stakes, like writing a poem or writing a letter that you're going to correct? So once you find that sweet spot, this becomes quite the productivity enhancer. You just need to be able to make that decision quickly. You're not going to use this tool to do your job but it's certainly going to save you some time and energy. Is this an algorithm that could also be used for customer service? Because I can tell you, and this is my, my, my own bias coming through, is that I would much rather talk to a human being, and that human being could be anywhere. It could be in the United States. The human being could be on in Antarctica. It's just, I, mean, I just feel much more comfortable talking to a human being and working through my problem that way. Uh, our, our company is going to increasingly turn to the chatbot, though, to uh, handle customer service issues issues and will the chatbot get better so this is a key area that every company is looking at when they have um, large customer service requirements remember you train these bots with supervised learning you train these models and they get better you can also make them experts in your business and i think they you you do want to work with a human now because you think the human is going to understand you better but as you know Human communication is also a little bit enigmatic, and people on the, who are customer service people where English is not a first language may not understand you as well as you hope they would, or they're reading from a script or they've got locked in parameters because of the nature of their job or what they're allowed to do before you get escalated up. So training a model uh, to be an expert in your company, and the model is already pre-trained to be as human as possible – you're going to see this in a lot of places. And it's going to get better every day. The, the thing about this people need to understand, and it's hard for people to wrap their heads around, these models learn. They learn the way we learn. Not as quickly. They're not as robust. It's not artificial general intelligence. They can't learn anything. These are narrow purpose. So to your, to your use case, I have a, a business with a specific set of products I know what those products are. I've got very defined parameters as to what kind of customer service I can offer via chat or voice. That's a perfect use case for a, a model that can speak um, like a human to another human. And even in some cases, I hate to say the word, trick you into believing you're talking to somebody real, like a human. Shelley Palmer, thanks for joining us this afternoon. He is human and uh, joins us quite frequently on the Noon Business Hour. Coming up next, tracking an eruption in the market for sports memorabilia and trading cards. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The comics and sports memorabilia market has had quite the run over the past few years. Joining us now with the details is Stephen Fischler, CEO of ComicConnect.com and Metropolis Comics, based in New York. Stephen, thanks for joining us today. Uh, let's talk about the big news on the sports collectible side, and that is Tom Brady announcing his retirement yesterday. When an athlete regarded by many as the greatest of all time, Time decides to hang it up. Is there an immediate bump in the uh, amount memorabilia tied to that athlete is worth? Well, I think Tom Brady has been uh, uh, unbelievably consequential for uh, so many years. But I think the the consequence of his career in terms of the, the rarity of certain cards, I think a lot of people, instead of saying, you know what, I want to buy uh, real estate, I want to buy a particular stock or a bond, they may, uh, for as an emotional connection, say, you know what, I'd rather buy a Tom Brady rookie card, the rarest of the rookie cards, and how his career will be viewed in the future, it remains to be seen. But a lot of people look at collectibles, comic books, sports cards, and go, you know what, I feel a connection to that. I feel uh, uh, sort of a, a certainty to that type of, of investment, investment rather than uh, something that I have less of a control of, which is a you know a stock or a bond or real estate. And I think that's exactly why a lot of people go into collectibles because they go, this is something I can hold in my hand, I can have a, an understanding of, and I, and how Tom Brady is going to be viewed in the future is only going to be favorable. I mean, he's, the, the, his career is, you know, beyond question. Yeah, beyond it, question. it could take decades to find another quarterback who will come even close to Tom Brady's Super Bowl record. So his, his GOAT status is secure, at least for now. And then on the comic book side of the equation, we've talked about how uh, you know the comic book collectible market has really taken off uh, considerably over the last 10 years, especially now that uh, comic books and comic book characters and comic book storylines have become valuable Hollywood intellectual property. Well, I, I think what has gone on over the last, you know, certainly 20 years is Hollywood has, has looked at comic book characters like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and Superman and Batman and Wolverine and said, you know what, these these properties, intellectual properties, these comic characters created in, in large part by Stan Lee uh, are here to stay. So it creates the sort of a foundation for what's going to be popular in 20 years and 30 years and 50 years. And I think a lot of these uh, sports stars, a lot of these uh, superheroes will be in the public's eye forever. And I think when, when people understand that this is sort of a, there's a permanence to these characters, then they feel uh, a comfort level and saying, you know what, there's a collectible aspect to them. I'm, I'm okay with throwing my hat in the ring and, and 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 buying some of these rare comic book 
collectibles, the first appearances of Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Thor, Wolverine. Uh, I, I think people are going, you know what, this is something I can understand, something I can appreciate. And I, th- I think that's what creates the stability is that there's so many people. There's so many people who understand what these characters or to, to pick a character like a Tom Brady or a LeBron James or Michael Jordan. They understand the permanence of, of, of what they represent. And I think that that is what creates the the collectible. Stephen Fischler, CEO of ComicConnect.com and Metropolis Comics in New York. Thanks for joining us today. Still ahead in Technology Thursday, the shape-shifting robot is no longer a figment of our imagination. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 1059. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This morning's National Prayer Breakfast includes a a plea for harmony from President Biden. A federal report reveals several key elements surrounding guns and crimes. Technology Thursday, researchers have found a way to create a robot that can melt and move. And sandwich chain Subway enjoying a renaissance. WBBM Business, the market are mixed right now. The Dow down 107 points. The Nasdaq is up 388. The S&P 500 is up 61. 31 degrees right now in Chicago under sunny skies. Wind chill of 21. Dangerously cold tonight. Some low temperatures below zero. Wind chills 10 to 20 below zero. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour. President Biden has made a call for unity at the National Prayer Breakfast. The story from correspondent Rita Foley. He knows you've been through a a lot. There's violence in our communities, like the mass shooting during the Lunar New Year at Monterey Park and Half Moon Bay. And the death of Tyree Nichols, who was beaten by police. Tyree Nichols and his family and the community in Memphis, uh, are, there's justice is long overdue. And COVID. The pandemic has taken so much from us, from so many people. The weather extremes. Claiming lives and destroying homes all across the country. The president says we too often see each other as opponents. We see each other as enemies, not neighbors. And as tough as these times have been, if we look closer, we see the strength, the determination that has long defined America. So where do we go from here? We go forward. We go forward together. President Biden. I'm Rita Foley. The most expansive federal report in over two decades on guns and crime shows a shrinking turnaround between the time a gun was purchased and when it was recovered from a crime scene. It indicates that firearms bought legally are being more quickly used in crimes around the country. The study also documents a spike in the use of conversion devices that make a semi-automatic gun fire like an automatic gun. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are mixed today. We're joined by... By Ryan Dietrich, Chief Market Strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha, Nebraska. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Meta is in the driver's seat thanks to a strong quarterly earnings report from yesterday. Uh, the markets clearly like what they saw, but it's it's also a case of it wasn't entirely rosy either. Well, Rob, first off, thanks for having me back. I mean, it wasn't perfect what Meta had to say, I guess, but I'll tell you, 
you know, look at what tech's done. We know tech's had a terrible year. Some of the Microsoft, some of the early earnings weren't that great. And this is, I guess I'm saying tech and communications when I'm talking about Meta slash Facebook here. But revenue came in better. Their guidance came in better. It doesn't look like a recession to me. I think the stock's up at the time we're talking 25 26%, the best bounce in 10 years. So, listen, it's not perfect. But I think the key thing we continue to see at the Carson Group from his earnings and the economy and everything, we think a soft landing is much more likely than a lot of people think. And if you look at the stock market making five-week highs as we're – I'm sorry, five-month highs as we're speaking, we think things are a little better than people give it credit for. Uh, uh, Apple, Amazon, and Google parent Alphabet all report after the bell today. And uh, analysts, uh, once again, they have their uh, solar eclipse glasses on. They don't want to look directly at it because uh, they anticipate uh, it's not going to be exactly the the greatest report in the world. But is it possible that maybe there's a a halo effect uh, not only just around meta, but uh, around all of the big players in tech? Yeah, I think you're right, because honestly, coming into this earnings season a couple weeks ago, we didn't expect tech to do all that well. It was supposed to be the industrials and some of the energy and some of those groups that were expected to do well. So it's all about those expectations being so low. And that's what market, you know, markets don't look at good or bad. They look at better or worse. And honestly, the early earnings season wasn't that great. But now with Meta and some of these other names we've been seeing lately, things are getting better. And, it's, and the market is acting accordingly. Interesting comments from Jay Powell yesterday in the news conference following the announcement that uh, interest rates were going to be hiked by only a quarter of a percentage point. That wasn't necessarily the surprise. And the uh, the, the rhetoric was hawkish, but if you look between the lines, uh, there was a sign that this uh, tightening cycle uh, may wrap up sooner rather than later. They may uh, hit the top of the, uh, of the interest rate hiking cycle uh, uh, before too long. And investors are acting like uh, that the Fed doesn't necessarily mean what they say about how they're going to continue raising interest rates. Well, you're right. And not just investors, the bond market, right? Yields dropped significantly. Um, The stock soared yesterday. And I'll tell you, yes, the Fed says what it says. But when you peel back the onion, as we like to say, you know, we are seeing inflation come back way faster than most people think. Not to get too geeky with this, the ECI, Employment Cost Index, two days ago came in lower than expected, right? The PCE last week came in lower than expected. CPI's been going lower. So just a broad swipe across the board. Inflation coming back, that's what the Fed wanted to see. The Fed also wanted to see wages coming down. I'll take note, tomorrow is the monthly jobs number. We'll get some wage data there. Last month it was good. If that keeps going down a little bit more, believe me, we all want to make more money, but we do want to see wages slow down a little bit. That's what the Fed needs to take us put off the pedal. I'll tell you, I think it's above average coin flip that that was the last hike. Maybe there's one more, but we think if inflation keeps coming down quicker, that was the last hike, and markets markets like that. And how much is uh, FOMO, the fear of missing out, uh, factoring into what has been a rally so far in 2023? Yeah, I mean, that's some of it. Um, I hate to, I don't know, put percentages on it, but I'll tell you. In October, nobody wanted to touch stocks, right? Now we're about 17% off those lows. Now here's something for you, Rob. When I looked at this, previous years that were down, like we had last year, when January's up at least 5%, like we just gained 6.2 this year, I call it a slingshot, bullish slingshot. It only happened five times in history. The full year was higher every time for the S&P, up almost 30% on average, most recently in uh, 2019. So listen, there's, there can be a lot of FOMO, but with all of the doubt with the 25% bear market that we saw now with the likelihood inflation's coming back, the Fed's uh, 
foot's off the pedal, and oh, by the way, we're probably going to avoid a recession. That could be a really good thing. I know stocks are up 6 7 8% if you look at the S&P, give or take more on technology. We at Carson Group think the S&P can gain between 12 and 15%. We said that a month ago before this rally started because we see a lot of better times ahead. Ryan Detrick, Chief Market Strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha, Nebraska. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next in Technology Thursday, a new type of robot that can shift between solid and liquid forms on demand. What could possibly go wrong? Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The shape-shifting robot, once the invention of science fiction writers, is now an actual thing. We welcome in Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com, based in San Francisco. Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. You know, I've seen Terminator 2 many, many, many times, and I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed Enjoy the special effects. The performances are first rate. You can never uh, uh, discount. You know, James Cameron always delivers uh, an eye-popping visual experience. But uh, clearly, some scientists uh, saw the liquid metal T-1000 and said, "You know what? We need that to become a reality." And uh, why, why? You know, when we come up with shape-shifting robots, Jennifer, why, why not a transformer? Why not a good robot? What are, what are we doing here? Well, the the stuff of science fiction is still just that. It's science fiction. So to actually get a, a robot that can shapeshift, you have to start really small. And that's what scientists have done. They've started with a Lego-shaped and sized robot that can melt from a solid to a liquid and then reforms it, um, reform itself in and out of tight spaces um, and they modeled this not after uh, Terminator 2, but after a sea cucumber. So that's a pretty amazing part of the whole story, too. And we, we, we joke about uh, you know the, the, the science fiction dystopian aspects of this technology, but it actually could have uh, a profound impact in medicine. Yes. Yeah, so the way it works is it's made out of a liquid metal called gallium that uh, basically can be controlled with ma- a magnetic field, can be controlled remotely with a magnetic field. And then they put a mixture of mag- magnetic materials, um, iron, boron, neodymium, all of that in with this gallium. So the way they demonstrated it, th- there were two ways. One, they had it melt down and uh, get through escape from what looks like prison bars. Um, And then the next way was showing it in a model of a human stomach, uh, going in in liquid form, uh, morphing itself around a ball in a a model stomach, and then carrying it, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see that, but I'm doing it, you know, carrying it out of the stomach. So, um, and they make the point that when it's in its solid shape, it can carry about 30 times its own weight. So that is the idea is to use this kind of morphing shape-shifting robot really for medical applications more than, um, you know, prison breaks and things like that. At least not yet. But right, right, how, yeah. how does the technology though work? And this could this is this may be a conversation for a considerably longer segment. But oh, yeah. how, how does it um, how does it change from a solid to a liquid and then back into a solid? Because uh, I'm, I'm remembering my high school chemistry here. Uh, we could be violating some laws of some laws of physics or chemistry here. You know, it basically 
basically, th- this particular material has a low threshold for melting. So it's something like 84, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up, uh, 85.57 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a soft metal that that's its melting point. What I don't know yet is exactly how they communicate with it remotely to tell it that it's that temperature. I don't know how they get at that temperature in a human stomach. And, and I haven't asked the right people that exact question yet. Um, they call this is this is just deep diving into into science. I think a little even beyond our uh, old classes in high school and college that they call it a mag- magnetoactive solid liquid phase transitional machine. Now, if we could get somebody to explain that to both of us in layman's terms, I would love that. And I'm sure there's somebody listening right now who can do that. But it's that whole idea of using magnets in this specific metal form to liquefy it uh, and then turn it back into a solid and then move it around with remote magnets. Well, Jennifer, I'll take your word for it that uh, the the shape-shifting robot can be used for good medical applications and can save a lot of lives. I just hope that uh, someone in the artificial intelligence community uh, can take their cues from from good robots. You know, why why not Johnny Five? Why not Vicky from Small Wonder? Why not Data? You know, give us a good robot and not the evil robot. That's all I ask. How about Rosie from the Jetsons? I still want that robot to clean my windows. Excellent. Very good. (laughs) Jennifer Jolly, (laughs) Tech Life columnist for USA Today based in San Francisco. Thanks for joining us today. Someone said, how about Megan? Join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday and still to come, a national subway chain is enjoying a turnaround. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Sandwich chain Subway is enjoying an increase in sales and the timing couldn't be better. Let's talk about it with Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach based in Chicago. Izzy, thanks for joining us today. What ailed Subway that led to this turnaround? Well, I think, you know, uh, prior to the uh, pandemic, they had made a number of decisions that were starting to hurt their sales, Uh, expansion, uh, some infighting in the franchises. But uh, in 2021, and I think you and I may have talked about this then, they came out uh, with a whole new line of sandwiches, introducing, you know, lots of new products. And uh, they've stuck to it, and it, they're starting to see some real re- results, uh, you know, a year and a half later. Was this a particular, was this business hit particularly hard by the uh, disappearance of the lunchtime crowd starting in March of 2020? I think so. I, you know, certainly in the, the major uh, cities, that was a big hit. In other in other ways, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of their stores uh, did even better because people were staying at home and doing a lot of ordering from, you know, uh, Subway and other sandwich shops, uh, you know, similar to them. So uh, but they did, you know, hurt on that. And they did close a number of stores over the past uh, few years, I think about 6000 stores over, uh, you know, this period of time around the world. So uh, but they're making a very strong co- uh, comeback. And and I think. Uh, Again, a lot of it has to do with the sandwiches they introduced in 21, and I think their pricing model uh, is extremely competitive today against, you know, the McDonald's of the world. Same source sales up 9.2% in 2022, which is uh, always good, but it's uh, coming at an especially uh, opportune time for Subway. Right. You know, they are considering going public, which they... Uh, have never done, but the corporate structure since the death of the founder uh, is starting to change. So that discussion is 
is on the table. Um, we're not sure where that's going to go, but uh, the word is out there. So it, it, it's going to be a very interesting year. For years, uh, Subway was identified with uh, Jared Fogle and his uh, substantial weight loss in 1999. He became the face of the franchise and then faced significant legal and criminal issues uh, seven years ago. He is now in prison. And what did Jared Fogle's legal woes, how did that impact the Subway business? You know, I think that was a very short-lived impact. I think his the impact of his weight loss uh, was incredible for the business. And then his legal problems later on uh, did impact them, but now we're seven years or so away from it. And I think, it, for the most part, it's long forgotten by customers. And uh, people are looking at Subway as just a great sandwich shop and have, have forgotten the Jared uh, situation. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the Restaurant Coach, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.